Here's today's transformational truth. Adversity often becomes the shovel that God uses to unearth our greatest potential. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Our guest today is Tiffany Porter. Tiffany attended her undergraduate at Hampton University and then dual enrolled at Emory University School of Law and Georgia State University's MBA program. She was the first in her family to go to college and the first to get a law degree. Following completion of her education, Tiffany launched a law firm that specializes in real estate, tax, and business law. She also served as a sports and entertainment agent, and she appears weekly as a legal analyst for the Court TV Network. In 2019, Tiffany became the first African-American judge for the Duluth Municipal Court, and in 2020, she was elected the first African-American tax commissioner for Gwinnett County, Georgia. On top of all of this, Tiffany is a two-time breast cancer survivor. Tiffany is blessed with four incredible children, and my wife, Tina, and I have the privilege of serving Tiffany and her family as their pastors. Let's jump into this rich and inspiring interview. You're going to love it. Tiffany, we're so honored to have you on Transformational Truths today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, we're excited you're here. Here's today's transformational truth. Adversity often becomes the shovel that God uses to unearth our greatest potential. And what we're talking about is navigating the painful seasons of life that at one time or another, if we're blessed with long enough life, we're all going to face. I've discovered personally that stormy seasons can touch every part of our lives. Sometimes we walk through relationship storms. Other times it's financial. And sometimes these storms even come through our health. And while I do not believe that God brings all of this adversity into our lives, I do believe he will redeem it all and turn it around for our good. Having walked through my own share of storms, I can look back and I can see where God unexpectedly harnessed those difficult seasons as a catalyst for my own purpose. And here to help us unpack this transformational truth is someone who has emerged from layers of adversity and she has stepped into incredible destiny. Tiffany, you have an incredible story of walking through mounds of adversity. You've fought breast cancer twice. Not only that, but while you fought the cancer, you went through a painful divorce. You also know the pain of being rejected and ridiculed for the color of your skin. Talk to us for a few minutes about the reality of what you were feeling when you were walking through these very difficult seasons of your life. Uh, for me, uh, especially dealing with colorism and uh, having it mainly from my peers. So early on, uh, when I was little, I was never the pretty one, never the one where someone would give me compliments. It was always derogatory. She's so dark. She, uh, they used to call me, and uh, you know, the dark and lovely is the, the hair products. They would call me dark and ugly. 
mm-hmm. and they I did they just ridiculed me so much so that I tried at one point to try to bleach my skin. But thank God it didn't work. But I tried to do it. I tried to bleach bleach my skin because I wanted to look like my other friends who got the attention, who mm-hmm. everyone doted on. And what happened was that translated into me seeking the wrong attention. I was seeking, seeking attention and just wanting someone to validate me that it spiraled me into just unhealthy relationships as a young girl and doing things because if any man, and it was usually older men, if any older men showed me any kind of uh, affection or told me that I was pretty, which I really did not hear as a child, then I would gravitate to that person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just, it just wasn't healthy. And it wasn't until I went to school with other people that looked like me, I went to an HBCU and I was floored. I literally was floored that people looked like me, that everyone was embracing everyone's color complexion. And in the African-American community, that colorism, we really have struggled with that since slavery. Uh, you know, and that's where it stems from. The lighter skin slaves were in the house, dark skin out in the fields. And so that still mm. carries on now to this day. And it's really unfortunate. But for me, I really embraced it in college and really just found a sense of myself because I saw other women uh, of color, my complexion that I could relate to. Uh, Moving to the breast cancer, I will say, I tell people that I had a triple whammy when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2008. I had (laughs) not been too long, went through a divorce. So I had four children under the age of 10 and I had breast cancer. Mm. Had not passed the bar yet. (laughs) Took the bar over and over again and I was like, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Um, And I went through that, came out of that. Everything was great. So now we fast forward 10 years later, 2018. um, And that was right before my 30th. Now this was right before my 40th birthday. And I found that out. Not only did I found out that I had uh, breast cancer, but that it spread and that uh, I'm also going through a terrible, horrible divorce at the same time and no job. Wow. So wow. I, um, you just, always- you, you just named not just three storms, but three hurricane level storms. I mean, th- just one of those is enough to make people question uh, any sense of purpose, a- any sense of destiny. It, it, that is enough, Tiffany to make people wonder if, if their chance at life was over the time that had been lost. And, um, that's enough to make a lot of people, it really takes the wind out of them. Just one of those things by themselves. And you were experiencing all three of those things at the same time. Yep. It was, I mean, I can't really describe how hard that was and the dark place that I was in because I began to internalize everything with uh, 
the illness and then going through the divorce and why doesn't he love me enough to just say, I'm here for you. I'm going to take care of you. I was still seeking that attention, even in my illness. And I mean, I think I was really doing harm to myself. My family had to have an intervention with me and say, Mm. you know, we don't think this is going to be good for you because I mean, I got to a point pastor where I wasn't eating, wasn't eating for a whole week. (laughs) You know, it would be a whole week. And I was just laying on the couch. I think I got down to about maybe a hundred pounds. But I was in, I mean, and then I was going through so much and in my vanity, I didn't even want people to see me like that. So I didn't, then I I pushed people away. I didn't want the help. I was, uh, I was angry at God. I was just angry at everybody because I did not understand that everyone always says to me, Oh, you're so strong. You're the strongest person. I know, you know, this, that and the third. Well, I don't all, I'm not strong all the time. And so you want someone else to lean on. And I thought that even though my ex-husband and I were separated and when he came back in the fold, I thought that that was going to be the opportunity where we could just start Mm. all over or, you know, build upon this. But after your sermon, uh, talking about letting things go, I realized that even in what I was going through, his being a narcissist and wanting to be in control was this is happening to you. And he told me, you don't deserve to be taken care of by me. Mm. I, I, when I say it hurt my soul, oh. it hurt my soul because not only was I going through this with him, but he was already vetting someone else for uh. marriage. And so I was going through that. Imagine just going through all that kind of drama and on the phone and doing, you know, just that drama and going through chemo. Yeah. It it was awful. Uh, I think the job and and my family was almost secondary. I wasn't even thinking about that stuff. I mean, thank God for the friends that I had who they raised money for me, um, you know, I didn't have to go through, you know, social media because again, in my vanity and I had to release that, that I didn't want to, uh, it was so much shame. I had so much shame on me, like that this was all my fault. I really believe that, that the cancer, it must be something that I'm doing wrong that it keeps happening to me. And that just, it took me just to a place of, I mean, I never want to go back there, but when you're sitting at home alone and in your thoughts, that's right. You know, it it, it gets pretty bad and the devil speaks to you. And he, he told me over and over, you know, they don't need you. You Mm -hmm. don't need to be here. Might as well just go ahead and leave. Go ahead and just take yourself out. I mean, you know, you're making it so hard. You're a burden on everybody. And that's what I felt. I really felt like I was a burden on everyone wow. because of everything I had going on. Wow. You know, Tiffany, you just hit on something that's really important. I think a lot of our listeners can relate. I tell people all of the time, Satan fills the silence. It's, it's in the silent places of our life. He loves to whisper the loudest. And I want to back up for a second because right now your vulnerability and your transparency is blessing me. And I know it's ministering to a lot of people. Um, an axiom that I teach and live by is that you'll never be more powerful than your willingness to be vulnerable. 
And right now your vulnerability is having a powerful impact on a lot of our listeners. And I think something that you said that's vitally important is this. You weren't always strong. Somebody listening needs to hear that. I think there was a perception among people who have quote unquote achieved success that are successful, which you have, we'll get to that in a moment. And, and look at the lives of those in positions of leadership and say, wow, they really got it together. They've always been strong. They've always been strong of mind. They've always been strong in their heart. You know, they've never had any weak or low moments. It's just not true. You, you went through low moments, dark moments. You, you, you contemplated, you, you had thoughts of taking yourself out, suicidal thoughts. You had uh, uh, moments of thinking you're never going to get any better. You, you had some pretty low and weak moments. That's vital because there are people out there in low moments who don't think they can recover. What would you say to somebody who's there in a low moment and they feel weak and they don't feel like they could ever recover? They're, they're just in a really low place and, and they've bought this, this belief that to truly be strong or successful means you can never be weak. What would you say to that person? I would say never be afraid to lean on others and reach out for help. That was the one thing that I would whenever, if I ever feel that again, that I'm going to lean on folks and reach out to people that will pour into me and help me through that. Because you yeah. get a lot of uh, people will tell you just to snap out of it, or you need yeah. to do this. Uh, but I urge people going through this to not be alone. It's that loneliness coupled with the sadness, coupled with the depression that it is just, it can be too much and that you mm. really have to seek help. I, I went to uh, counseling uh, and went through uh, therapy as I was going through this journey, as I've been going through it. Uh, so I would just tell someone to seek help and to lean on those that really love you and that are really there to support you. And yeah. I felt that one time point in time as I was going through my divorce and then dealing with this disease like who's gonna love me hmm. I really I said I didn't I didn't feel lovable I said and, and even thinking still of relationships what man would want me I'm so damaged wow I've had two marriages and now two times breast cancer and who would want to deal with all that but that is the devil whispering in my right. in my ear that's that, right you know, no one's going to love you. You got too much going on. Uh, you know, the the shame, the guilt, it's your fault. So I would tell that person to do not isolate yourself. Yeah. Uh, there are people that are willing to help. And it's not always going to be a family member, you know, yeah. but you can find someone that you can trust. That's that right. You all can pray together and talk about things. And I don't mean gossip. You need someone that is actually pouring positivity into your life ah, so and encouraging good. you. Uh, I had plenty of people tell me, you're crazy. Don't put in for the judgeship. Don't run for office. Don't do this. Wow. No, I'm, I'm glad I didn't listen. To wow. Them. Wow. Well, we're all glad you didn't listen to them as well, <laughs> Tiffany. Um, fast forward to 2021. Despite all of the adversity walkthrough, you were the first in your family to go to college. You graduated from law school. You formed a law firm, uh, served as an agent for both entertainers and professional athletes. You were sworn in as the first African-American judge for Duluth Municipal Court. And most recently, you were elected 
as the very first African-American tax commissioner for Gwinnett County. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, did I mention that Tiffany is the mother of four incredible children? Um, now, our, Thank you. Yeah, our transformational truth today is adversity often becomes the shovel that God uses to unearth our greatest potential. All right, Tiffany, from where you're standing now, how did God redeem all of the adversity you walked through? How did he use that to prepare you for the destiny you stepped into? And I've said this before that um, when I at one point was at my lowest, when I wasn't eating uh, and I was laying on the couch, I heard God speak to me to get up, Hmm. get up. I did not know what that meant. I just kept hearing, get up, get up. And I, I just internalized that as get up and do something, get up, do something. Even if you get up and you just eat for that day. And so I had to slowly begin to build that back and even build up my confidence to even go out and do things because I was so afraid that with this label of cancer that people would treat me differently Mm. or not, or, or think that I'm incapable of doing things. Uh, And so for me, I believe that God put things in front of me to say, Hey, this, this uh, uh, legal job, this uh, judgeship is available. Now, I wanted to be a judge for the longest. I went on so many interviews for different judgeships, never got them. And I said, well, Lord, why in the midst of these storms right. are you doing these things for me? And uh, I applied for the position. And I mean, it was just like, I went into the interview. It wasn't really an interview. It was kind of like, when can you start type of thing? And that was such a blessing because there were so many people that called on my behalf that I didn't know that they were doing that. Wow. To, uh, to that, you know, that I would get the job. And then I'll say, even when I started Court TV, I started Court TV in uh, June of 2019. Mm. No one on the planet would have been able to tell me that after coming through all of that with chemo, then now would be on TV and doing what I have wanted to do all of my life. Right. It was just so amazing. And even how God put that into motion and I didn't have to go through any red tape to do that. I was just put in and, and that was it. And then fast forward to uh, the election well, the uh, running for office, God just put it on my heart. I was actually trying to get someone else to run. And <laughs> I, I felt God say, no, that's for you. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like, yes, it is. And I waited until like maybe three days left to qualify. And I did it. And I will say this, that I know for sure that this is all God because nothing, the road was easy faster. Wow. It was easy. And I know uh, what may be easy to me may be difficult to some because people sure. are like, you ran, you, you, you ran an election, you did this and you're still going through treatment. God made it so easy for me. And I will say COVID and this season has been a tremendous blessing for me. Who would have known that I'm going through treatment, I'm sick, 
But because of COVID, I could do all of my things digitally. Mm. Because of COVID, I did all my Zooms digitally. Right. I, you, you know, I was able to step by step, you know, just as I went through my runoff and everything, God just made it easy. It wasn't hard. And I said, I know that this is God because he is just putting me in, in these places before I was being rejected, rejected because I was running after the wrong thing. Right. And my, my, uh, my intentions were, were not where they should have been. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect you know? sense. Yeah. And so I, I know this is God. It, it mean, yeah. you can't tell me anything else. And when people yeah. ask me and they say, well, you did this, you did that. And I say, that was God. And people kind of look like, okay, really? Right. really? And I'm, I'm like, look, when he makes it easy and it's for you, it will be there for you. Mm. <laughs> it's for you. Yeah. And no one else can come uh, in between that. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. I think uh, I've discovered that there is grace for the pace and grace for the place that when you're stepping into destiny and purpose and God's call on your life, there is a grace to be able to do that. Now, sometimes I've discovered, Tiffany, he, he really does make it easy. And other times he just gives you the grace, also known as the strength, to, to manage that process. And probably for a lot of people watching, they're like, that's crazy. How did she, how did she do that? That's crazy. How does she do that? And, and you're really testifying to the strength of, of Christ in your life through this journey. And I think your ability to look backwards and see the redemptive hand of God, even in a difficult time, in a difficult season, God was working things out in your favor to allow you to step into your purpose. I, um, I'm never, uh, I never cease to be amazed how God will take broken pieces and use it to create masterpieces. And right. yeah, and that's what he has done in your life and he's done through your life. And it is absolutely inspiring. And we're all, everyone that knows you, Tiffany, is is very, very proud of you. Um, Thank you. And can, so, and can I say one more thing about- Of course. Well, and I will say this. So I started treatment in 2018. I always tell people that by the top of 2019, with everything I was dealing with, I was- I, I should have probably been on a walker, but I was walking with a cane, mm. two mm. of them. I could barely walk, could barely, I mean, move around. Yeah. Uh, and it was just so uh, fulfilling as to what God has done and that I never would have imagined that where I was, I really thought it was going to be the end uh, that God would bring me to where I am. So I just, you know, I, I wanted to mention that because you, someone hearing this may be in a very, very hard space and say, well, that can't happen to me. It can't happen for me. And I'm telling you that it can, that mm. it can. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so Tiffany, practically speaking, and you may have leaned into this already a little bit, but let's drill down into a little bit more for those people who are listening and they're in some pretty stormy seasons of their life. What is one thing that you learned not to do when you're walking through stormy seasons? When you look back, going through it, um, I, I know the kind of a, a leader that you are. Um, I have no doubt you, you have reflected on things that when you went through the storm, you probably said, you know what, 
um, I could have gone without that or, or that, that thing was not helpful to me when I was walking through the dark places. What is something you would caution somebody and say, hey, listen, I've been there. When you walk through the storm, you're tempted to make this decision or that decision, but don't. What, what's the one thing that you would say I learned not to do when I'm in the middle of a storm? The, what, the main thing would be that I would not self-sabotage myself, mm. that I continue to dwell on the past so much that I couldn't wow. even see the present, wow. let alone the future. <laughs> wow. uh, and so that's what I would tell someone to, you have to let the past go. You have to, uh, I, I was so ashamed of myself and for some of the choices that I made and where I was that I didn't give myself time to heal. And so that is the, the main thing I would say is just, I was uh, just hurting myself, continuously wow. doing things and reaching back to the past because that's what I wanted. I mean, I was waking up every morning thinking about what I could do to save a loveless marriage. <laughs> mm. What I could do to still, I was still dwelling on a man and not God. And mm. I was putting everything into that person and what and, and the past. And so for me, that would be the number one thing was that I had to let go of the past and release and forgive and forgive myself, number one. Uh, uh, so good. That was very difficult for me because I blamed myself for a lot of this. And I had to forgive myself probably about five times faster. I went up to that altar <laughs> and laid out and said, okay, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. It didn't work. It, this didn't work the first Come three on. times. Let's do it again. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and, Come God on. Is, and God said, it's okay. You know, Come, keep coming. Keep coming. Wow. And I mean, man, that sermon about when you were talking about breakthrough and leaving the past, I, I mean, that was just, I think it was God's way of telling me like, wow. that's it. That's it. Wow. Let it go. That's, inc that's incredible. You just dropped gold. And for our listeners, I want to encourage our listeners to hit that rewind button, re-listen to the last two minutes a few times, because Tiffany is sharing some of the most practical and impactful wisdom any of us could hear. She said, don't hold on to the past in those dark seasons. She said, let go of the past. Give yourself permission to heal. She said, forgive and move forward, forgive and move forward. And I think the point that I want to, to drill down just, just, to, just for a minute was that Tiffany said she had to make that choice multiple times. And, and I want to speak to that for a second, because I think there's a misperception about forgiveness that people oftentimes think forgiveness happens in a moment. It's just not true. We, we might make the decision that we want to forgive in a moment, but the process takes some time. And for all of our listeners who are wrestling with letting something go with forgiveness, the first decision you have to make is the choice to, I want to forgive because I recognize forgiveness is a gift I give myself. And then give yourself the grace. And as Tiffany said, keep going back. You know what? I'm choosing to forgive again. You know what? I'm choosing to forgive. And um, uh, Tiffany, you said something else, just, just absolutely gold. Uh, the one of the people you had to forgive was yourself. You had to forgive yourself. You had to let it go. You had to give yourself permission to forgive yourself for your own 
failings or shortcomings or mistakes or failures. My goodness. The question, what was harder to forgive? Was it harder to forgive uh, the other person or was it harder to forgive yourself? It was, oh, it was harder to forgive myself. Yeah. <laughs> You're with you, you know, it was definitely harder to forgive myself. And I just kept going back. And then I said, well, wait a minute now. That's not it. And, you know, you have to let it go, let it go. And it, and you are right. It is a process. Kind of frustrating sometimes because I just wanted to be at the altar, throw it at the altar. Then the next day, we're good. But yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, it is definitely a process. Yeah, yeah, um, it is. It's a pro and it's a process that I think it's very tempting to skip over or to try to neglect. Um for the very reason you just mentioned, Tiffany, we've all been there. I've been there. I think uh, we want things to happen quick and just move on with our life. Right. The danger, of course, is I can't move forward until I go backward. I have to go back and I have to visit the places of pain and find a way to release that. Wow. Uh, Tiffany Porter, ladies and gentlemen, is dropping some of her very own transformational truth today. And um, she's blessing a lot of people. Tiffany, for someone that is listening right now who might be going through their own storm, they're in a dark place and maybe they've convinced themselves that uh, life as they know it is over, their hopes, their dreams will never be realized. At least that's what they believe. What would you say to encourage that person? I would say that never, never give up. As long as you are here, God has a purpose for you. And I've always believed that since I was a little girl, going yeah. through as many things as I went through. And I mean, from sexual abuse to mm. uh, having, you know, people on drugs in my home and uh, dealing with abandonment. I dealt with so much that... Uh, I look back and I say, well, how did I get out of that? And I believe that uh, for me, I always believe that God still has me here for a purpose and yeah. a reason. And so I'm going to continue to seek that purpose uh, no matter what happens to me. And mm. uh, even in, in that the, the dark spot, that's what I heard God say, you're still here. You're still here. Get up. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need this action, action. Uh, and that's all I kept hearing was get up and move. And so I would tell that person in that in that darkness that there is light. And I know you may not feel it at this time because no one could have told me uh, when I was in my darkest moment that I was going to come out of it, but there mm. is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You just have to seek it. You have to seek it and believe it. And like I said, begin to peel those layers off. Like you said in the sermon, just peeling layers back. And that's what I had to realize that it doesn't happen overnight. You're just not totally clean, whole overnight. Hey, I got it all together that it is a process and be okay and be patient because I was impatient hmm. in my dealing with God and God, I need you to move right now. No, right. No, <laughs> that's not the way it works. Hmm. So even in the, the dark time, we might do something and think, Oh, all magically it's supposed to be okay. 
No, you have to really put in the work and work through it and Mm. understand that there are people that love you, people that care about you, people that want to see you successful and happy, Uh, you know, but you have to be willing to be vulnerable, let things go and forgive yourself and forgive others. I, I am this year had decided beginning of the year, I am in peace mode. Mm. Peace mode to me means anything that is disturbing my peace will not be allowed in my life. Uh, Period. Period. Wow. Wow. And so wow. That's what I'm living right now. And for, I mean, I had to, and I will say this for me, I have a very weird relationship, not, not the best with my mother. And I made a list of my peace disturbers. Mm. I talked to my mother about it. And I said, I really, this year, if you cannot be in a place of where it's peace, if you're bringing me disruption, then I'm going to have to put this relationship to the side. And people Mm. were like, that's your mother. I know that. But God has told me to protect my peace. And that is what people also need to do. A lot of times we have other influences or people that we think should be in our lives or that we want to be in our lives and they are disturbing the peace. Mm. They're disturbing the peace. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I feel like I'm preaching now, but I'm, I am Come on, so Tiffany. about that. Come on, <laughs> Tiffany. Come on, come on, listen. There's a whole bunch of folks right now that just switched over to peace mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That that's, I think all of us can relate to, to peace mode. And I think uh, the theme of our time together today, what I just keep hearing echoing in my spirit is get up, get back up, just get up, just get up. Um, Let me recap today's transformational truth. Adversity often becomes the shovel that God uses to unearth our greatest potential. Tiffany, uh, where can people find you? Uh, I am on Instagram at at Tiffany Porter, all one word. And I'm on Facebook under Tiffany Parker Porter. And my website will now, my information is on uh, Gwinnett County Tax Commissioner uh, for any kind of information or contacting me on uh, the business side. Right, right, right. And uh, my wife and I, my wife Tina and I had an opportunity to be there at that historic day. Um, when you were uh, sworn in as tax commissioner. It's incredible, Tiffany, to see how God has redeemed um, all of these painful places to build a platform. And you stand on that platform and you point to Jesus every step of the way. Um, For our guest, if you'd like to connect with Tiffany Porter, and I recommend that you do, please check out the links that we've included in the show notes. And if Transformational Truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor. Take a moment, go to Apple iTunes, rate the show, and write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership. Tiffany, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share uh, my story. You're welcome. We'll talk again soon.